0: You're listening to Deliberate Living,
1: the podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically.
0: My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a nomad, coach, creator, and outdoors woman.
1: And I'm Beers, a vagabond, joy artist, permissionary, and story breaker.
0: We explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms,
1: finding freedom and happiness however they choose.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Holly Priestley.
1: And I'm Nathan Beers.
0: And this week, we are going to do a little bit of a deeper dive on a subject that we touched on in an episode um, a few weeks ago, and that is the concept of story breaking. This is something that we broached, I think, in the episode where we got a little ranty which is a good one, and you should definitely listen to it if you haven't. Very good one. Very good one.
1: Um, That mutual aid for rest idea, I still want to hear from you guys on that. Uh, So listen to the rant episode to get back to us on this plan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we also said in the episode at the end that we wanted to kind of process some of this like story-breaking activity, uh, potentially on air with y'all so we might as well talk a little bit more about what story breaking is what it isn't what it means what it doesn't mean um, and all of that so you can get kind of a a more holistic overview of what that experience might be like if you do it with us or if you do it in your own lives so Mm. beers can you introduce what the hell story breaking is
1: (laughs) yes so story breaking is a term that came to me uh I don't know three or four years ago uh during a process of ongoing deconstruction from a lot of the beliefs and and structures that I grew up with and it's really more than it is about like breaking stories because that word kind of has like a like like a I don't know, I think like it's a branch and like snap. And it's not so much like that as it is simply leaning deeply into the awareness that we are story makers and that so much of what we feel, what we experience, the way we experience it, the way we perceive the world, things around us, uh, our interactions with other people, so, so much of that is built upon stories that we are just constantly weaving like sinew between all of these facts and the connective tissue is story. And Recognizing that it is story, and it is what we are making, helps give us the power to take a more active role in what story it is that we're choosing to make. Um, I, I think story is one of the things that, as humans, really sets us apart from other. Life forms uh, on this Earth is that our entire societies, our concept of money, of borders, of uh, of families and connections, and uh, governments, corporations, all of that is based upon our ability to tell stories uh religion uh, mythology, all of it is story, and yeah, so really story breaking is gaining that awareness, increasing that awareness, and then being able to venture in to some of our really uncomfortable feels and really uncomfortable activations triggers etc and begin to dig in to what story is it that is leading us to respond in whatever way that we might find unhelpful and how can we begin to take an active creation intentional creation role of changing that story, creating a new story that actually helps to fortify ourselves, helps to encourage ourselves, helps to, uh, when necessary, validate ourselves uh, so that we can live more fulfilling, deliberate life.
0: I think that's really interesting um, and I think it's a good thing to like keep in mind that everything is a story and I think one of the biggest uh, benefits that can come from story breaking is when you approach the things that you don't necessarily think of as stories, you don't like think of as like, oh, this is just a story that somebody told me. I feel like if you know something is a story you have a little bit more of that like freedom of flexibility. I think it's those things that we believe to be facts and just believe to be like, this is the way the universe works. This is the way the world works. This is the way society, culture, my family, this is the way I am. This is just who I am. This is the way things are. I think those things that we don't necessarily realize are stories are actually stories (laughs) And I think when we use story breaking or belief breaking or, you know, fact breaking or whatever we want to call it, um, I think that's when it can really like deeply impact us as human beings and give us like a new direction or validation or, you know, all of those other benefits that you talked about.
1: Mm -hmm. So one thing that I see real often that, oh, I see this so very often with, with, Friends with acquaintances, uh, where people don't have so much awareness of story, where they'll have an interaction with someone, and based upon that interaction in their minds, that means this and this and this. That interaction means that person doesn't value them. That interaction means that person doesn't really want to spend time with them. That interaction means um, uh, that they're actually more interested in X, Y, or Z. And so much of that, is based upon an actual experience. Something happened. Somebody had a facial expression. Somebody, uh, they used short language. They uh, were, they, they said or did something that resulted in you feeling not great. But, all of the other parts of that without actually communicating about, hey, I didn't feel real good when you responded that way uh, the other day. And I'm finding myself really feeling afraid that you don't value me as much as I thought you did as, and as much as I hoped you did. And if that's the case, I, I, I think it'd be good for us to just talk about things that have clarity and whatnot. But so often, what happens instead is, oh, I need to withdraw. Ooh, I need to protect myself. Ooh, based upon this, it means it means this and this and this. This person isn't going to be in my life the way that I might want them to be. and that's just that's just truth, that's just fact. when that's actually story. Yeah, uh, and and by yeah, just by increasing that awareness of the that I, I really like thinking of this as sinew, as like this this connective tissue between actual factual things and the way the way that maybe I've 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 felt and the story of is like the sinew of what, how those connect and what that means.
0: Absolutely. Uh, That brings to mind this like process that I have. Um, I use it a lot in my like writing life actually, and in my work, Uh, but it's, I can't remember like all of the steps right now. I'd have to go get my notebook where I have it all written down, but it's basically taking like the objective facts of the situation and like your feelings, and then your behavior based on your feelings, and then the outcome of your behavior based on your feelings, based on the objective facts, and like kind of mm. going through that tree, and then seeing where in the tree you're observing the tree. Right? Are you at the? Uh, are you at the end point? where like things have happened and you got to like work your way back up or are you in the feeling stage and you're like, oh man, I'm having feelings about this. And then you just have to go up to the objective facts. Like, what do the objective facts actually mean? What could they mean? You're thinking they mean this one thing, but they could mean this other thing.
1: Five other Um, things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and being able to kind of like be aware of that and like the, the, I'm just envisioning like just a little, little tree, a little like spider graph or something. I want to, I want to see
1: this visualization that you're forming. Yeah. I mean,
0: I have it written down, so I will, I'll make a visual for, for the podcast or something to share. But I mean, it's basically exactly what you're saying. Like there are objective facts and then there's the way we feel about the facts and the stories that we weave about the facts and then Mm -hmm. how we behave based on the stories and the feelings and then the outcomes based on how we feel about the stories and the feelings Um, and when you can like break it down to an objective fact like there's not really emotion associated with an objective fact like the sky is blue like that could make you feel happy because you like sunshine or it could make you feel sad because you know you're in the middle of a drought and you desperately need rain right like (laughs) but the sky is blue is not inherently good or bad like you have feelings and stories about it or like the way somebody behaves or the facial expression or uh you know what they say or how they say it like these are just these have so much more to do with the person doing the activity than it does with you but because of the way our like evolutionary biology is set up we make them mean things about us and we you know we kind of have to to an extent especially like way back in the day, like when we absolutely like needed our other cave people to survive. And if we were uh, ostracized from the group, we would absolutely die. You know, it's still, we still have those feelings of if I am ostracized, I will absolutely die. Right. And like the objective facts are that, you know, we have a lot more ways to survive these days than we did back then, but our evolution and biology and like the way that we function and process are still there and still part of it
1: yeah like like I was saying like it's like uh so often the stories that we create in response to something uncomfortable are defensive protective stories uh, if 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 this if I interpret this person's actions as they don't want to spend time with me then i can proactively lessen the potential pain by me being the one to distance myself at this point rather than oh well that's an indicator that they're that 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 they're going to be distancing themselves from me but i don't want them to distance themselves from me so i'm going to try to hold on and just wait and watch them do it And like, I mean, neither one of those is, is great. And which is where communication and interpersonal stuff is so very important. Um, Yeah. I think but that it, it, those oh. two
0: responses come back to like your attachment styles too, if we wanted it to like does. go it down that way. yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, you're going to distance yourself from me. Well, I'm going to distance myself from you first. You can fuck right off. Like I'm going to handle that. Or you're going to distance yourself from me. Please don't. Oh my God, stay. Like I'll hold onto your feet so you can't leave. And then you'll just drag me up. Um, you know, like that's different attachment styles as well. And I, yeah. I completely agree that like, having the ability to communicate with people is incredibly important, especially like romantic interests or some other kind of love, whether it's romantic, platonic, familial, whatever. Um, I also think it would be really important to share how you can kind of story break when you're in a situation where you can't communicate with the other person. Like they are not here to communicate. They are not, like either physically, they're not here anymore, or like emotionally, like they don't have the ability to like show up and hold space and have that conversation. How do you handle that?
1: Yeah, I, I was along those lines. I was just thinking about story breaking so much in uh, as it relates to like our hyper polarized. Uh, Society these days uh, polarized on all sorts of topics uh, politically uh, religiously spiritually um, uh, medically uh, just all all sorts of polarization and and where it comes into play with this and with a lot of the political conversation of the last six years is this concept of like alternative facts and the the reality that, I mean, doesn't matter what type of research on what side of what issue we're on. We're pretty much always relying these days on Somebody else as an authority to tell us what the facts are, whether that is a news story on on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or whatever else that uh, chooses to frame the factual story by including these set of facts, uh, but maybe ignoring these other sets of facts. And by choosing to pair it with this video footage or this photo, and how much that supposedly factual, relating news, news relating is story creating. And it's a matter of what. What are we choosing to, what sources are we choosing to take in? And based upon that, does that mean that because we chose these sources as our, as our main sources, that that means that this is the correct story? This is what is actually happening in the world. And everybody else who, who is listening to different sources is absolutely wrong and i'm right and that's so easy to do so so easy to do no matter where on whatever spectrum someone is but it's yeah and and this is where again i think so much of this it just keeps coming back to just having that awareness of It's a story. It's a story. And there are jumps all the time of because there's this and because there's this, well, then that must mean that these two things are related and that there's that that somebody is conniving to orchestrate this and this together uh, because they have some ultimate mission. And there's this other Thing that we might hear that's could be interpreted as supporting that. And so it just begins to construct this mm, huge interconnected story that we then begin to filter what we accept in through this frame. And that's it, we all do it. And and this isn't this, I, I feel like this isn't a direct answer to your question. But it's, it comes back to what, what are you choosing to believe about what you know and recognizing that that is story. So if you, um, if it is related to somebody who maybe somebody who passed away and, and it's it's literally not possible to just go and sit down uh, uh, over some tea and have a conversation about how you felt about an interaction. Uh, what what can be done is to recognize, okay, what what are the facts that I can recall about that interaction? What actually verbally what was actually said? What movements were actually made, and then be aware from that, I interpreted that as this and this and this, whereas is it also possible that, oh, they were having a really bad day or they, they struggled with chronic pain and they just had a really short tolerance for for any type of impatient trigger and and it's and it wasn't actually about me at all. It was about them and just where they were and other things that they were struggling with and dealing with and and recognizing that either of those could be true. And in this scenario, especially when like the person isn't there to be able to communicate with them anymore, I can choose to hold on to the story that this person interacted that way because they didn't value me. They didn't like me. They didn't love me. They, uh, they really wished that I just wasn't around or I can choose to hold on to a story of, Oh, that person I love that I cared for. They were having a hard time and, uh, oh, my heart just hurts for them that they were having a hard time. And that from that hard time that they were having, It resulted in them acting in ways that, yeah, like activated me and triggered me and helped and like uh, fed into insecurities that I have. And again, either of those could or an entirely different story could be true. But you can't know. You literally can't know. So at that point, what do you What do you choose? Which story do you choose? Choose your own adventure for me, I find that comforting um a comforting approach uh, I find it to be uh a a loving and charitable approach uh, that works a little bit to counter uh what I notice of my, my inclination, I think most of us have this inclination to like center ourselves in, in our stories and that whatever happens is happening because it's me or it's happening to me. Uh, and And being able to take that step back and say, oh yeah, everybody that I'm interacting with They're in their own stories. They're in their own experiences. And and the way that that whatever they did, that resulted in me feeling whatever way, I don't have to choose to believe that that was done to me or that that interaction was about me.
0: Yeah. I think what I'm hearing is that there are like two two things, two things that come to mind for me, at least Uh, one being that everybody has stories and experiences and things in their past or their current, current present that will absolutely break your heart. And we don't know everything about anybody. And so you might as well act with compassion and love rather than like defensiveness. Um, But then also it's not so much about removing all of the stories from your life and just right you know living based off of objective facts because that's not really possible <laughs> and i don't think that it would necessarily lead to a very good life but it is in choosing the stories and deliberately choosing the stories that you want to believe which i think some people are going to have a lot of resistance to like just that phrase like i'm going to okay. choose the stories i want to believe especially when we have all of these like really tightly held beliefs that this is the way things are. And this is the way I am. This is the way this person is. This is the way the world is. And here we are saying, no, you get to choose what stories you want to believe. And I can see, I just see a lot of resistance there, a lot of tension, a lot of like butting heads on that topic. Um, And anybody who's feeling that way, I would highly encourage you to Uh, investigate the story that you're telling yourself that you don't get to pick the own like the stories that you tell yourself
1: yes yeah and be it can be really uncomfortable because it can beginning to investigate those stories and the ways that we feel it it's like It's like when when you start to, to pull that little thread on your sock and the next thing you know, your entire sock is unraveling and the entire construct upon which I built my identity and my sense of self and my values is just in tatters and all because I decided to Okay, what is that discomfort? Let me let me feel that. Let me let me. Let me. And it's I think it could be really necessary, in many cases, to have someone to objectively, gently uh, lovingly, graciously, affirmingly walk with that process, walk with you through that process. Um, cause it's, it's scary. And, and if it's, and it, it's potentially dangerous, uh, that it can, it can lead to potentially re-traumatizing. Um, it can lead to, um, to, really losing a lot that felt protective that felt comfortable um that was who i believed i am and that's uh yeah if that's if that's not if it's not done gently if it's not um done well, it it can, yeah, it can it can hurt. It can hurt in potentially some unproductive ways.
0: Yeah. So if you have someone to investigate your stories and your beliefs and your facts with, we highly recommend doing this with someone who can hold that kind of space, that kind of safe space. Um, and if you don't have someone who you can do that with, do it yourself and be aware of the fact that it can maybe turn a little sour and hold a lot of compassion and gentleness and patience for yourself and for the process.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. One of the things that this whole concept as I've Dug in as it's been revealed to me as I've conceptualized it, whatever uh, that really ties in is the idea of trauma. And my, within this idea of story breaking, my theory right now on what trauma is. Is when a story that we are not prepared to shift, when it is violently, when, the, when a shift in a story is violently forced upon us, whether that is, um, oh, I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with this person. I thought that they were always going to be here. And then all of a sudden the story shifts and that's just not, they're not. And like that's like I've, I felt like I was building so much based upon this story and then all of a sudden they're not there and oh, it's gut-wrenching. It's traumatic. Um, or it's always been safe. It was always safe. To walk this route, to go home this way, to go to my car this way, that was always safe before. And then all of a sudden something happens and that doesn't feel safe anymore. And if that's not safe, what else isn't safe? And it's that, that again, that violent theft of a story that just felt like, and of course it was there. And, and when I, when I began to, to look at trauma and trauma, trauma can, and does happen to all of us in so many different ways. Uh, and, and I think for all of us at different stages of life, things that might on the outside seem why is that such a big deal can feel the experience of it can feel very traumatic and and a lot of that has to do with with what our capacity is at that time what uh what else is going on how much how much can we handle how agile are we able to be in accepting a new set of circumstances a new set of facts that now means that the story i had constructed from the facts that i had before doesn't apply anymore and where that led me to was i mean feeling feeling things is so important i am a big proponent of big feels and in most spiritual traditions uh there's there's this idea um and not even an idea but just um the 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 person who is just not particularly phased by things like the storm can be going on around them and they're just yeah yeah it's uh That's a lot. It's a lot that's happening and it's all right. We're good. We got this, uh, not in a dismissive downplaying way, but in an agile way. And to me, as I've, as I've begun to examine that more, it seems to me like so much of that is a result of learning to practice holding our stories loosely of in when uh it's you, you hear the example of like yeah if you have like a firecracker in your hands and your hand is closed and the firecracker goes off
0: you don't have a hand
1: anymore um but if that firecracker is in your hand your hand is open and it goes off i mean you might get burned a little bit but like you're still intact, uh, and it's that violent shifting of a story that is traumatic, a traumatic experience. When we're able to hold our stories more loosely, then it's we're less likely, less apt to experience a shift as a traumatic experience um, and it can be more of a ah, oh, yeah i i really wanted i really wanted it to be this and i got to i got to grieve that and it's not that and it's this instead and mm, there's a lot of beauty in this new story And there's a lot of unknown that I get to create unknown beauty with. And mm, yeah. And that's, that's not, that's not an easy place to get. I mean, I'm definitely not, not there. I mean, this, uh, when I was a guest on your show a year ago, uh, talking about relationships and whatnot, I was uh in a a really beautiful uh uh nesting partnered relationship and literally weeks later uh over a course of literally a year ago um over the course of about ten days it just spiraled and unraveled and I I posted on my Instagram uh or shortly after that a recording that my partner who we, she and I still love each other. We're not partners anymore, but, uh, we care, we care about each other. And she had lovingly, uh, with my, um, with my consent had, uh, recorded me getting drunk sitting in the bathtub and just wailing wailing this isn't what i wanted Ugh, the i actually i have a trigger warning on the post if you go and find it um because the the this screams the wails are hard to listen to um but it was a story that it wasn't the story I wanted. I wanted a different story. I wanted something different for for her and I. And we weren't on the same page. We weren't aligned. And that I was holding onto that story so much more tightly than I realized. And so then when that story shifted, oh it hurt. It hurt like the dickens. And yeah, so I'm not speaking about this from a state of like I gotta figure it out. Things don't fade me, uh, but of yeah, just really examining myself and my reactions to things and and learning from that. How how much I prefer to try to stay in a state of agility try to stay in a state of holding these stories more loosely consciously and being able to welcome sometimes with some resistance and reluctance but welcome what is
0: yeah i think that i think that everybody listening has at least a few stories of mm. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't how I thought it was going to go. This isn't what I expected. Um, and so I think that you know everybody listening can relate to that. And hopefully everyone listening is is getting some of that concept of holding on to things loosely and having more agility. Um, in some spiritual practices and meditative practices, it's called uh, detachment, You're just being detached from everything. Um, and depending on your own stories, maybe these words do or don't resonate with you for whatever reason. Um, But I think that if you are having what I call in my life, like chronic frustrations, like this particular issue keeps coming up like year after year, month after month. Like I thought I had this like figured out and I wasn't going to deal with this anymore. And here it is again. Like I could definitely tell you some very specific, like what I call chronic frustrations. And if you're having some chronic frustrations, I would highly recommend looking at the stories that you hold around them and how tightly you hold those stories around them. And again, we mentioned it before, we'll mention it again. If you want to work through these with the help of somebody else, if you have a therapist, please absolutely use a therapist. If you want to yes. do it with beers and with myself and, and be you know, potentially helpful for another listener of the podcast in the future, we would love to have these conversations and record them and release them to the public because we think that listening to somebody else work through the same or similar or completely different issues than you have stories than you have can be incredibly like healing and beneficial for everybody. Um, So I would love to know what some of your chronic frustrations are are they around work are they around money are they around love are they around yourself and you know i don't fucking know like what are they what are your chronic frustrations around and who would want to be a part of a story-breaking episode or episodes plural um with us because that's something that we would like to offer you guys
1: yeah oh was it was it last week or the week before that uh, you and I, we got on a call intending to record an episode and uh, we were having some technical issues, but then we just started talking. And, uh, I, I was so appreciative of this conversation because I was getting to put some of these concepts into, uh, A little bit more practice with someone else I care about. Uh, Whereas for me, so much of it so far has been analyzing myself, uh, looking, talking through some of it with some loves, but uh, where you were feeling some discomfort around some stories about what some decisions you've made recently might say about who you are
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and you in this conversation, it was really beautiful at the end that I was so appreciative that we got to have this conversation and, and, and look at these concepts and you were feeling some self-consciousness that, well, we were talking about my stuff this whole time. And, but like the reality, like our, once we actually talked about it, like, Oh yeah, this was a win-win uh, for us both. But what we did is we started to peel these layers back, is to see what some of the story was that, okay, you did this. You've said this and this and this. You've, you've And a story that could be formed from those you could have a very uncharitable view towards yourself or you could uh, be afraid that other people might have an uncharitable view towards yourself. And so what we did is we looked deeper about what what was it that you were valuing uh, that you wanted to reflect, that you wanted to live up to. And once we kind of were able to get down to what that actual value was, Then we were able to look at these facts through a different lens, constructing a different story that was more validating of of who you want to be and, and of the things that you value rather than positioning yourself in that story as being... Uh, out of alignment when, when you really weren't. And, oh, it was, it was so fun. Yeah.
0: Stories and perspective and beliefs that, you know, you don't, the the common uh, phrase I think is like, don't believe everything you think um, and examine your beliefs. But if you know that they're beliefs, then that's not the same as the things you actually believe. Like it's those things that you don't even question that you, uh-huh. just, you just know inherently are facts. Like those are the beliefs you need to like really uh, <laughs> dive into. And I think that that's something that, you know, we can do together and you can do with somebody that, you know, you feel that safe, like intimate trusting relationship with. Um, yeah. And if you want to be on the show and talk to Piers and I about it, we have experience. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would love I would love that. It would be it would be a real a real joy to get to talk with uh yeah. with one of y'all, some of y'all, multiple of y'all and hear hear your stories, hear the stories that you're creating, hear how you're feeling about those stories and and see if we might be able to yeah, lovingly and gently Help to unpack that, look under those layers, see what that connective sinew is, and look at the stories that are not helpful and break those Just like decide to choose, help you to choose to break those stories that are not helpful, and then oh it'd be such an honor to get to have some some role in helping you to construct a new story that is validating and encouraging and strengthening to who you are and who you want to be.
0: Yeah. So if this sounds like something that you want to participate in, send us a message, one of us, either one, doesn't matter which one, whichever one you feel closer to. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and yeah, we can uh, get that on the schedule and hopefully help you Rewrite your story so that it is one that is more validating and more beneficial to you and to the world as a whole.
1: Hmm.
0: Is there anything else you wanted to wrap up with before I do the outro spiel?
1: Yeah, there's related to this. I was speaking with a new friend uh, a couple months back about this idea. Um, And it's a guy, uh, Sam Terrell. And he's developed a lot of really fascinating ideas. Uh, he has a um, an educational system called Divergent U that helps uh, kind of just pick apart some of our some of the things that hold us back. But he created this chart, and if you're watching on YouTube, we'll share it up on YouTube. If you want to go and see it on Instagram, we'll include it as one of the photos with this post there. Uh, but it's, he calls it the nine languages and it's, it's a grid of past, present, and future, positive, neutral, and negative. And being able to have awareness. This, I find this to be a really helpful tool to connect in with this idea of story breaking. That, okay, if I'm, what emotion am I feeling? Am I feeling fear? If I'm feeling fear, then I am, in some way, I am likely writing a negative story about the future. If I am feeling uh, pain, that comes likely from a negative story about the past. If I am feeling hope, that's a positive story about the future. Gratitude, a positive story about the past. Uh, Joy, positive about the present. Stress, negative about the present uh and then in the neutral arena of recognizing as just the facts that there's history a neutral past is just history a neutral present is just truth a neutral future is strategy uh all right well here's what it is let's let's try to construct these pieces to Continue with where I hope this might be. Uh, Hope that's the that's the positive future. But that whole grid I find to be a useful guide. And and okay, what? How am I feeling right now? Am I feeling anxiety? Am I feeling fear? Am I feeling really hopeful? Okay, based upon that, I'm likely. Constructing this type of story. And and it can be, yeah, just a useful tool for self-examination to then kind of prompt you and get you started with peeling those layers of story back.
0: I think that's very cool. and We will definitely be including it um, in in all the places where you can find it. Um, I think that's a really good way to be like, oh, I'm having a feeling. What could this feeling possibly mean? And just like another place to kind of start from and like jump off and then dive in.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing about story breaking in a more deep way with our audience. And I really hope that we're able to uh, have some of them on to do some story breaking of their own. If not, I've got more issues. So, you know, and I'm sure you do too. So we can make it all about this. But of course, as always, thank you so much to everybody who has tuned in this week, last week, next week. um, If this is your first week, thank you so, so much for being here. Go ahead and subscribe, do all the things. Um, If this is not your first week and you've been here for, you know, almost the two years that we've been publishing this, Um, Thank you so freaking much for being here. And uh, if you haven't already left us a review, thumbs up, five stars, likes, you know, whatever it is on the platform that you're getting this on, go ahead and do that because that really helps us get seen by other people. And if you know anybody who is interested in story breaking or who maybe could benefit from it, send them this episode in particular so that they can start uh, living a more authentic, deliberate, validating, truthful life. Um, and I hope that you guys tune in next week for another excellent episode. Bye. Thank you
1: so much for having me on. And yes, well,
0: I mean, I have you on every week thanks. now.
1: I know. I know. Thanks for, thanks for uh, helping to create this platform where I am welcome to share these ideas because they've been really meaningful and helpful to me. And I am thrilled to get to share them with others. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.